Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio with us. Now, don't you forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from your Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. But you can also watch us here on Good Things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com, and you will see I am definitely not alone in the studio today. It's jam-packed with a lot of lovely ladies who have come in from all over the country to to, um, I guess, celebrate Moms in Prayer and the events happening all across the state this week. And joining us is Miss Sally Burke. She is president of Moms in Prayer International. We have Marcy Russo. She's the Southwest Division Coordinator. You're taking over Mississippi. And Miss Susan Shepard. She's the U.S. Country Coordinator as well. So welcome, ladies. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Thank so you. I just, like, it almost sums it up, Moms in Prayer. I'm like, what, what better good thing do, <laughs> does our country need right now than all of our moms, parents, uh, mothers of any kind uh, getting down and praying for students and the livelihoods of our communities and to think that that you can sort of bring that power together in an organized manner I think it definitely needs to be talked about so Sally let's start with you as president of mom in prayer international welcome from California by the way Thank I really you. hate you had to come during the muggiest part of like fall you could have actually gotten a break some some of the heat but you know I it's think Mississippi it's beautiful the people are beautiful <laughs> here their hearts are beautiful so I'm very very happy to be here well, well, we're happy to have you, but let's talk about Moms in Prayer International. When someone asks, well, what is that? Obviously, it's in the name, but how do you describe the organization? Well, I'm going to share with you our mission and yeah. our vision. Our mission is to impact children in schools for Christ by gathering together women. And our vision is two or more moms for every school so every child can be prayed for. And we're right now, we're not only in all 50 states, not only just here in Mississippi, but all 50 states in over 150 countries worldwide. It's two or more moms who gather just one hour once a week. They use four simple steps of prayer, and as they get on their knees, they're touching heaven, unleashing God's power to do His will here on this earth. And we are seeing revival and spiritual awakening wherever there's moms in prayer praying. Where did this start? It started with one mom, Fern Nichols, her founder, who was burdened for her kids. They were entering middle school. Yeah, Yeah. scary time. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And so she was so burdened. I believe God allowed her to be that burdened that she carried it to another mom, says, will you join me and pray? And that other mom joined her, and then it became a prayer movement. And so just one mom with a burden grabbed another mom, and ever since, it's been two or more moms. So how did you find your way to Moms in Prayer, Sally? (laughs) I was a brand new Christian, and I asked God, oh, Lord, teach me to pray. And this other mom that was a Christian knew I needed help. And so she says, come, you got to hear this woman speak about praying for children in schools. So I went to that group, and I I never 
prayed out loud before my whole entire life. And yet when I walked into that room, those women welcomed me. I heard them praise God. I heard them thank God for answers to prayer. We got to put our children's name in God's word. And then I got to see prayer after prayer after prayer being answered. And so I was hooked from that very first time, a woman brand new to knowing the Lord, brand new to his word, coming to a group, never praying out loud. And today, now I teach women all over the world to pray. And specifically for our kids in a place where, sadly, they're not necessarily allowed to pray openly or outright anymore, although I know it's a little bit different here in Mississippi maybe than some other states. There's still, you can see that um, happening. It's good to know that there's still mothers in trying to make that at least uh, an example for their kids, that even if you don't get to pray inside the walls, you can still pray outside of the walls, and it can have the same effect as well. So, Marcy, how did you get connected with Moms in Prayer? Well, about 22 years ago, we moved to Florida, and our children were three, six, and eight, and I was desperate. I was feeling second-guessing our choice for school. I turned the radio on uh, after I dropped them off, and I heard Focus on the Family airing Moms in Prayer and demonstrating these women and how they would pray for one another's children. And I melted. I knew I needed to raise my children with this kind of influence and pray with others, so I did what they did. I ordered the booklet, which is a little 30-page booklet, tells you exactly how to lead a Moms in Prayer group and start a Moms in Prayer group, and I did for our children's school. And we prayed not only for our children, but for the school and the teachers. We saw so many answers to prayer. So that's how I got started. I was desperate and knew I, I needed Jesus and prayer and that support as a mom. And I, I think, as a mother, I you know we pray. We should. I think. I hope we are all playing, praying for our children. But this is other idea that okay. Well, I need to add in other people's kids intentionally, and then to know that there may be other moms that are intentionally praying for years. Mm-hmm. That's what, to me like some of where the power comes in, and then also knowing that hey, that we're also extending that grace and prayer to maybe kids who don't have families who would reciprocate because they don't understand or have the opportunity, and that that prayer can still cover even if they're you know they don't have a representative representative in the room, so to speak, to sort of uh, fall in line to it. Okay, Susan, you are the U.S. country coordinator. That's a big deal. You got a big territory. (laughs) I have a lot of wonderful help with my big territory. What is your territory? It is the United States. Oh, yes. Okay. So Yes. In fact, we divided California and Texas into two states because they're so big. (laughs) So we actually have 52 states in Moms in Prayer. So what what led you to the organization? You know, when our youngest daughter was in the second grade, her beloved teacher of one whole day left on emergency maternity leave. And this child had a different substitute teacher every single day for two weeks. And she would sit at the kitchen table at night and cry and say, Mom, what's going to happen to my teacher? What's going to happen to her baby? Who's going to be my teacher tomorrow? And I didn't have any answers. And I was telling this tale of woe to my neighbor, and she said, have you heard about this cool group of moms that get together and pray for children in schools? And I said, where are they? Tell me. (laughs) And she did. And I went to my first meeting, and it was like, thank you, Lord, I have found my people. Yeah. It was amazing. And God brought the most gifted young teacher for that classroom that year. And that was 26 years ago. And I've been in a Moms in Prayer group every year for the last 26 years. 
Now, Marcy, we're talking about the fact that Moms in Prayer is international. It's covered, you know, all over the globe. But here locally in Mississippi, it feels like we're all we're narrowing it down to just, you know, one, one small of your 52 states <laughs> is the one here in Mississippi. So how many Moms in Prayer uh, groups do we have in our state? We currently have 27 registered, but we have the need for so much more. And uh, there are there most of our schools are not covered in prayer. So moms, if you're out there, all you have to do is go to momsandprayer.org and for more information on how you can start a group you can text the word groups to 51555 and you can see if there is a school for um, a group for your children's school and find a moms and prayer group to pray with and I will say you know a lot of moms say oh, I already pray for my child and you're praying on the run but there is nothing like gathering together there is strength in that and to hear another mom pray scripturally and specifically for your child is so life-giving it is and I have actually been a part of a moms in prayer group at First Baptist Brandon not too long ago just to give you my own personal sort of connection and for me Sally it's the way that you structure the group I mean you hear a bunch of women at least here in the south if you gather them you're like well they may pray five minutes they're going to chit chat and gossip for 50 <laughs> it's just kind of the way that we sometimes roll but you guys intentionally sort of help not that you can't communicate in fellowship or you know talk uh, openly about your own lives but this is like very intentional prayer you guys set it up where like this 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 hour has its purpose yes we start on time and our goal is to end on time so we start with praise we look up some scriptures we choose the name attribute a character of God and then we praise him then it's a time of silent confession to let go of anything that's going to hold you back from allowing God to move through you then I call the next step it's a Holy Spirit party. It's Thanksgiving. We get to hear so many amazing answers to prayer. And then we intercede on behalf of the children. And you're right, not just our own kids, but each child that's on that campus. And I've seen on my own kids' campuses where on the high school campus, 91 kids came to know Jesus. On the elementary school, hundreds of kids hearing the good news and receiving Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So I've witnessed God do so much, but it's one hour praying. We we don't need to talk about it. We just need to take it to the Lord, and He answers it according to His will and His time. When you talk about leading it, uh, Marcy, is it someone need like special degrees, or they need to be no. a minister, or they need <laughs> to be whatever? They just need to have given birth? <laughs> no, not at all. In fact, you don't even have to be a mom to lead a group. You can just be a woman who has a burden to pray for another child. Maybe it's someone you're a nanny for. Maybe it's a niece or a nephew. And gather other women to pray for children in schools. So we have um, training available. We have a training channel podcast. We have the booklet that explains exactly how to start a Moms in Prayer group. And you would have me, any Mississippi mom, uh, when you you ask, I and, will contact you. And you, you have the opportunity to go to some great events. We'll get to that and more with Moms in Prayer International coming up next. Seven point three. 
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. I woke up today and the world felt heavy, so I grabbed my keys and I went for You can watch Good Things on your computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, even Amazon Fire TV devices. You can also watch Good Things on C Spire TV. If you got it, we're on Channel 70, right next to the Weather Channel, which it looks like the weather's going to be perfect this weekend and the rest of this week. I forget it's already, it's only Tuesday, ladies, <laughs> but it feels like it should be coming up on the weekend as y'all travel Mississippi with these Rise Up and Pray events connected with Moms in Prayer International. Marcy, I'm going to start with you since you are the Southwest Southwest Division Coordinator taking over for Mississippi. You guys had an event already, Tupelo, correct? Yes, last night. Last night, how was the event? Fabulous. Wonderful meeting. Area group leaders and moms maybe new to Moms in Prayer and um, sharing this good news with them. And then tonight you're going to be here centrally located in Madison at Broadmoor Baptist Church. So what's going on at the Rise Up in Prayer events? Well, we will, you'll get a taste of moms in prayer without any commitment. So just show up and we'll, uh, we would love to meet you. You will get to pray. You'll get to pray for with another woman for your, for your son or daughter. Um, you'll get to learn a little bit more about the four steps of prayer and, and uh, a little bit about moms in prayer. And hopefully by the end of the evening, you will not be able to imagine your life without this life-giving, amazing ministry. And then tomorrow morning, y'all will be in Hattiesburg at 9 a.m. Where are y'all going to be there? That's the Temple Baptist Church yes. at 9 o'clock. Temple Baptist Church, 9 a.m., and we will be there. I look forward to meeting you there. And so 9.30, but if you get there at 9, you won't be late. That's okay. So maybe 9.15, <laughs> but 9.30 there, there at go. Temple Baptist. And I know you're looking for more coordinators. You mentioned that there's 27 across the state of Mississippi, which I think is great. But it's not a big burden. You said just two moms who are willing to pray for one school. That's right. And that meet. Grab right? a friend. Uh, and a friend or two. And you get the booklet. Order the booklet online. There's also an e-booklet you can get. And uh, you can start your group. And then we ask you to register online so that we know you're there and we can connect with you. We can pray for you as a group leader. And um, so, yeah, no experience required. No experience required. Okay, Susan, a lot of people have experience with prayer, but then they think, oh, not all prayers get answered. Although I think Garth Brooks has one of the best songs sometimes. <laughs> you know, the best are the unanswered ones. I know that song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not really a Christian genre, but I think we can all at least uh, uh, say an amen to that for a time or two. But, yeah. the you know, the point is once you get connected and you start to see it move when you when you talk about specific and intentional prayers, what are some of the stories of prayers that have been answered? And it's not like little Johnny makes straight A's. That's not the kind of necessarily the stuff. No. It's it's more social impact than that. It's amazing what God is doing. I know when you look at the news, sometimes you think, uh, this is terrible. But Rebecca, I'm telling you, God is moving mm-hmm. and he is answering prayer. And I get to read about it every month. Like, they had a wrestling camp at a high school this summer, and we were praying for that because we prayed for that high school. And 208 people came to know Jesus and one dad. Last spring, a group leader called her state coordinator in tears because a Satan club was beginning at her daughter's elementary school. And they prayed. Her group prayed, the state coordinator and her team prayed, and this fall, the Satan group is gone. 
It's just not there. There's no mention of it. And sometimes we don't know what's going on in that mystical world that is, you know, God or moving, but he listens and he does sort of, uh, you know, act on our behalf, right? We're two or more gathered. Absolutely. One of my favorite verses is Psalm 116 that says, because you've been down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. Absolutely, which I think we should all do. And you know, Sally, in a, in a time where, especially as mothers, we feel like there's so much hopelessness into how to guide our kids through what is the world right now, right? i got two small girls. I think about it all the time. You can feel like you're alone in it or you don't know what to do. And you shouldn't say if you don't know what to do, then you should pray because you should always be praying first. But we forget that. Like we forget that that's a active step that we can take. And so – Share like it's not just about how the kids get you know the you know get the prayer, but how is these groups helpful too for maybe the mom who's in fear for their mm-hmm. kids? Mm-hmm. Well, first and uh, foremost, I want to tell you that God has handpicked chosen your kids for this period of time, just like He did Daniel, just like He did Esther, so that they may rise up and impact their campus for Christ. So that mom comes in and she's burdened, she may be fearful, she walks in there with her burdens and. As she comes in, she lays them down to the very throne room of God. She comes in as a scared kitten and leaves there as a roaring lion because she knows her God will answer those prayers. She becomes transformed. As we praise God, God enters the praises of his people and the enemy leaves. As she hears the thanksgivings, the different answers to prayer from a kindergarten tying his shoe to 91 kids receiving Jesus, she becomes empowered. That shield of faith goes up and she keeps on praying. She never gives up. As she uses God God's word that he promises it never comes back void. It always fulfills his purpose for his timing. God tells us he's going to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according to his power at work within us and to him be the glory. And he does immeasurably more than we ask. Every single week he does that. And I think, too, like as parents, you think, oh, I have no control over what's going on or what's being taught or what's coming in. But I think you have more control than you realize that you do, or at least you have a weapon in which we can all use, and that is the power of prayer. And so, Marcy, I was talking about, you know, you can't necessarily hold these. I know some some schools here in Mississippi, you probably could get away with holding these prayer groups on campus or, or praying around that. We still have prayer around the flagpole and other kind of wonderful things. We are in the Bible Belt. Um, but for the most part, where do mom and moms and prayer groups? meet? That's a great question because we pray for schools. We don't pray in schools. So most moms and prayer groups meet in people's homes or in churches or in a quiet library or any quiet private place where you can gather a few moms to pray. So how did you ladies, I'll start with you, Miss Marcy, move to the next level? Because it's always scary to, to me as someone who wants maybe to be involved, but then you're like, oh gosh, they're going to move me on up the ladder. I'm going to become president. I'm okay. U.S. coordinator. They're going to send me international. I mean, but maybe that's just where my crazy mind goes. But what led y'all to that next level in this organization? Well, I was a group leader. And I um, was doing that for years, and then all of a sudden, when my oldest went to public high school, I was like, oh, a burden that I, more people in my city need to have moms in prayer for their own kids in their schools. So I planned an area outreach, and someone said, Marcy, you have the heart of an area coordinator. Why don't you consider, consider being one? And I'm like, I had no idea. An area coordinator covers usually a county or maybe an area with about 60 schools. And um, so I, I 
talked to the next person ahead of me and in line and she trained me up and then from there i my burden grew for all the whole state of florida and was asked to be state coordinator for florida and um it was not an immediate yes i had to really pray over that i felt like that's those shoes are too big for me um but with god's help and his guidance he helped me to say yes and i never regret it and then now i'm over the south six southeast states from louisiana to mississippi to alabama georgia florida and south carolina so it's always a good time okay you're over the whole country you're over the whole country plus two miss miss susan <laughs> you know i have a lot of help because we divided the entire nation into nine divisions and marcy is a division coordinator and i work with division coordinators and state coordinators and i just want to say that Moms and Prayer's whole structure is about supporting in prayer. I mean, the most important people in Moms and Prayer are group leaders and our group members because mm-hmm. you know what's going on in your school. And our mission is to impact that school and impact those children. And mm-hmm. so everything we do, we support through prayer. And Sally prays for me, and I pray for Sally. And Marcy prays for me, and I pray for Marcy. And we pray for our group leaders mm-hmm. and our group members and our area coordinators and our regional coordinators. And so it's really all about listening to what God is telling us to do and then being obedient to do it. I mean, I never dreamed when I started as a little group member 26 years ago that I would one day be the USA coordinator. If you had told me that, I would have laughed Mm -hmm. because I just didn't see that. But God had other plans, and he, He does it. He does it in you, and then He does it through you. But he just needs folks to show up and sort of take over in their home county or for their school. And so, Sally, that would be as we as as you know, you have a little bit left, like talking to those moms that are listening or dads that may have uh, wives who are you know very connected in the school and PTO or whatever it may be. But this may be a missing piece for for your community or your district. Why moms in prayer? Mm. Well, I'll I'll tell you what. Our children are in desperate need of our prayers, and prayer is the most powerful weapon we have. When God wants to change the course of history, He looks for an intercessor in whom's heart He can place His will, and His will is that none should perish, but all should come to repentance. And you're going to be a part of an amazing sisterhood, no matter where you go, all over the world. You have sisters standing next to you. I believe if we keep praying, we will see one of the greatest revivals and spiritual awakenings that we have ever seen. You don't want to miss out. You do not want to miss out, nor does your children. My kids used to sit me down and said, Mom, you're praying for this school, but I'm going to this school. I need you to pray for me here. So you don't want to miss out. Your children don't want you to miss mm-hmm. out. There's so much he wants to do in their lives, and it's just a prayer away. Momsinprayer.org tonight at Broadmoor here in central Mississippi. What time, Teresa? 6.30. 6.30 and then 9.30 tomorrow morning in Hattiesburg at Temple Badmus. Thank you, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Don't forget, too, starting tonight at 6 p.m., you'll get the latest election results here on Supertalk Mississippi as the polls close across Mississippi and the nation. Plus, Supertalk Mississippi News is bringing you coverage of Mississippi election results. It's one of the most important midterms election you'll ever have covered. But we're not covering it here on Good Things because it's my birthday. <laughs> Why would I want to do that on my birthday? Which, fun fact, 39 today, 39 years ago, I was born on a Tuesday on Election Day. No idea who got elected that day. Probably won't know till tomorrow who got elected today either. But it's one of those uh, fun things that happens on my special day every, what, I don't know however many years it takes for the calendar to roll back around to being the first Tuesday in November. I'm sure if we really sat down and, and did the math, we could figure it out. But leap years always messed that up doing yes, it in your head. Doing it in your head for sure. And so, which tickles me is Jeff in Oxford, one of our loyal Good Things family members here, sent this photo that we used last year. I am wearing the same thing. <laughs> if you're over at Super Talk TV, I'm wearing the same thing. Oh, now I got my hat back. I'm wearing the same thing as I wore last year on my birthday. The only difference is I do have my I Voted sticker. So that does change things just a little bit for for this year to know that it's not the it is a different different year, same shirt and it's same birthday. So I thought that what's the chances? But you're going to wear the same thing on your birthday two years in a row. You didn't realize you had a favorite shirt. I didn't realize I had a favorite shirt. um, But you know what? When you're a mom of two and you start hitting your late 30s, your variety in your wardrobe goes (laughs) starts to go down 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 and so anyway there we go so thank you all for the birthday wishes i love them i am one who likes to celebrate the fact i made it another year around uh i guess the sun so to speak not everyone gets that opportunity and so i look at it as something to be celebrated for sure i also think with all the hoopla that's going on today and in the news and all that some good headlines would be a lot of fun to to sort of focus on and i have a favorite headline it's actually a little old and you may have heard it but i don't think so but this is how the headline read and i love when they read perfectly where it leaves you wanting to go read about it you know obviously there's clickbait for unfortunate stories and there's also clickbait for like good stories 33 things you didn't know about the moon and number seven will surprise you (laughs) yes but this is bear wanders into california cafe and steals cookies like yes (laughs) everyone talks about bears being these vicious meat-eating killers and it's like this bear had the munchies right and so a bear paid a visit to a cafe in california and he was caught on camera stealing cookies before being ejected by the police and an employee at nestle toll house cafe by chip at heavenly village imagine that when a bear barged into the business about 7 p.m on a wednesday night he climbed over the counter and ate some cookies while employees waited for the police to arrive here's my thing who says bear call the police I don't know. I don't know what you call, but it's like, let's just sit in the back, let the bear do its bear things until the proper authorities arrive. I don't know. The bear was not the first to get into trouble due to its sweet tooth. A bear was also caught on camera back in September stealing cupcakes from a two-year-old's birthday party in Connecticut. Could you imagine? Mom, show and tell is here. The petting zoo arrived. 
I didn't order a petting zoo. I didn't order a petting zoo. Rawr. Give me your cupcake. That'd be the coolest birthday party ever if a bear showed up to eat your cupcakes. Well, you know, my mind goes straight to, obviously, that's not a joking matter because bears can eat the two-year-old. Like, it will be like, oh, you want that cupcake? Like, I'm I'm, I'm coming for you, kid. But, <laughs> but Get one I particularly think, persistent two-year-old. No, it's my cupcake, bear. Get away. I don't know if you've ever... You know what? We're going through those terrible threes right now. You could definitely... You know, EJ might be able to, you know, to tame down a bear for for a cupcake if she really wanted it. Just reminds me of a tweet I saw last night on the on the bird app on Twitter. It was some mom talking about how her two year old was throwing a tantrum and kicked a toy dinosaur, and the dinosaur then did what the toy dinosaur was supposed to Rawr. do. Rawr! Feed me! And through the sobs of the tantrum, the kid said, "No, not right now. I'm busy." <laughs> You know what? That's just how most moms feel on a random Tuesday night, e- anyway. You know, and sort of, sort of how that, how that all works. But my mind goes to like if a bear's the cool bear is going to show up at your birthday party and eat your cupcakes, it goes to like Winnie the Pooh, and so that makes you think like as a kid, what, who would you have wanted to show up at your like fictional to show up at your birthday party like i mean would it have been winnie the pooh because that could you just imagine you know how he gets all happy and he's wiggly and he's sitting down when you think about your birthday and your birthday cake and all the goodies and like winnie the pooh would have celebrated the latter winnie the pooh i know maybe the beginning wasn't so he wasn't as friendly but you just feel like him piglet tigger like they would have been genuinely excited for your special day they would have been like good party partakers might not want to give any kick to tigger he's already hyper enough this is very true this is very true but thinking through like you you know we talk about here sometimes on good things our favorite kids shows like the rugrats they would have been terrible party participants awful yeah the 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 kids things where it's like the such and such on ice or the meet the rugrats or meet the whatever and they have those gigantic mascot size outfits for the babies from Rugrats. There's just something about that makes my head hurt. They're supposed to be babies, but they're huge. And even like I think about EJ's uh, show she's enjoys now, like Peppa the Pig and all that, annoying little party partakers. Like she is not a friendly pig. She's very bossy and like it's not somebody that I would necessarily want to come to to my party and george can't talk so that's not a whole lot of fun and then i can't he, really help you with this part of the conversation i don't think i've seen a single second of peppa pig <laughs> in your life is so much better for it. <laughs> <laughs> it really is someone said be more like the yogi yogi the bear instead of poo he well, would, it had a sweet tooth yeah and, and winnie loved his honey that's true but but i see where yogi was a little more Aggressive is not the right term. You know, he was not aggressive. He was mischievous. Mischievous in terms he of one of those picnic baskets. Getting his vittles, uh, but he—I think he would be a great party goer. I mean, he's going to show up dressed pretty snazzy because he always has that tie on. Mm-hmm. I def- oh, someone did also set in for for Yogi the Bear. What's his little friend's name? Hey, boo boo. <laughs> yes. That would have been it. Absolutely. I'm trying to think like my own. Mine would have been, you know, you'd have thought like um, the Looney Tunes. Terrible party people. I mean, (laughs) 
That would have been who? Or the Roadrunner? There was a point in time where I would have been really excited if the Power Rangers showed up to my birthday party, and they would have been pretty cool because they could have done the flips and the kicks and all that stuff, and then you wouldn't have had to share any cake because they don't have any mouth on that mask, so they just have to stand there while everybody else eats cake. Tom and Jerry? Jerry would have been cool, or Tom would have been cool, but Tom and Jerry, they would have stole the show, and it wouldn't have been a, it wouldn't have been your party anymore. Aw, why don't we do birthday parties for, like, 39-year-olds like you did when you were, when you're four? Everybody gather around, watch you open your presents. Yay! Send out the themed invites. Send out the theme. I know some do for the bigger birthdays, but you do feel like those birthdays in between those signature ones milestones milestone birthdays kind of get fewer and far between the older you sort of go oh yeah next year i probably will take my birthday off I just come on and say. <laughs> i'm gonna have a margarita for every decade <laughs> starting at like seven o'clock that morning well then i'd be i'd be asleep and snoozing by the time i joined you here here on good things for people some people do take off their birthday have you ever been one to take your birthday off Rhino? not usually usually uh if it falls on a weekend it's like hey i got my birthday off but besides that i usually just work it oh eeyore eeyore is a i think secretly eeyore likes to come to the parties he would be a little but he just sat up there and eat his cake i'd like to see eeyore try to eat ice cream with the little wooden spoon if you can call it a spoon. You can call it a spoon. A little wooden apparatus that Somebody doesn't have any curve. Somebody just got a lot of birthday memories. Oh, yeah. You, you sit there for longer than about three seconds and think about the little bitty ice cream cup with the paper top that you pull off with the little wooden spoon. You can taste the wood. Ghostbusters from Ghostbusters 2 in 1989. Matthew the Bagpiper from Hattiesburg. Yeah, but who else would they bring to your party? I'd be worried about that. And then what if you get caught in the little schmigger thingy that they hit the little button and... The trap. The trap. All your, all your guests get trapped in another world with all the ghosts. That's where my mind goes. I haven't grown up at all. Not a schmidge in 39 years. All right, stick with us. We have more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Listen to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You can also join Middays with Jar Gilbert live from the Accelerate Technology and Innovate event tomorrow from the Weston Hotel in downtown Jackson. It is hosted by Innovate Mississippi. So tune in from 10 to 1 for that. And then don't forget AARP during National Family Caregivers Month. Be sure to visit aarp.org slash ms or the AARP Mississippi Facebook page to find info and resources to help you on your caregiving journey. Mississippi's been caring for a lot of sea turtles. I saw over at supertalk.fm, the final sea turtle rehabilitated by the Institute for Marine Mammal Studies, also known as IMMS, 
has been released into the Mississippi Sound after almost a year. Yay! Here's the best part. His name was Trevor Munch. Not only did they give the turtle a first name, they gave him a last name, Trevor Munch. I feel like there's a whole story behind old Trevor Munch, and I need to know it, but I don't know it, so we'll have to figure that part out. But I absolutely love that. Thinking of turtles, which I adore, made me think of the idea of inviting your childhood favorite shows to your birthday party and think of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They would they would make decent party goers. They would throw one heck of a pizza party. They would throw one heck of a pizza party. Which, if we're talking about the Ninja Turtles, it should be stated that they had no business making animated pizza look that delicious. I never thought about it. Just when they pull a slice of cheese pizza off and the cheese just stretches longer than their arm can reach. They did a good job. Oh, yeah. Somebody was very, very hungry. So during the break, I was like, huh, what were the cartoons of the 90s to try to jog my memory? And you got to keep in mind the idea is that you're inviting them to your birthday party, right? And so I'm thinking, what does Google think of me? Because first came up South Park. Could that you, was technically the 90s, yeah. Yes, but not who I'd want to come to my birthday party. Beavis and Butthead. Now, I've got a few. <laughs> Would you rather Beavis and Butthead <laughs> or South Park come to your birthday? <laughs> I feel like I've already got some Beavis and Buttheads in my family unit, so they're already covered. <laughs> or a friend group, there's always two. Right, and that and that sort of that that sort of shows up, but um, but yeah, I was like, wow, and some of these other ones don't necessarily uh, um remember as at all of who would be who would come, except more of the fantasy cartoons. That's when like Aladdin and all of that kind oh, of yeah. came out. But Rugrats, Laboratory, Dexter, Dexter's Laboratory, Dexter's Laboratory. I don't feel like he would With be in the sister Dee Dee. Uh uh, the Powerpuff Girls. No. There's some I was like, was I just like a terrible kid? I don't think I watched any of these. These sound like they were a little late for even my generation, and you're just a couple years older than I am. So, yeah, you might have been aged out of cartoons by the time they came along. Daria, she'd have been a load of fun. <laughs> Her wouldn't have said much. Wouldn't have said much. You know what? That could be a really good... A really good party goer. She definitely wouldn't steal your spotlight. She would not steal my spotlight. You know, I, I when I think back and I think of fun birthday parties, like kids, kid wise, it was at the Fun Time Skate Rink when they used to actually still like skate and have like the big mushroom things on the inside, and they would play the song, and you get to dance around with like skate around with all of your friends. And one of the my first and only scars came from that birthday party. I think it was my eighth or ninth party and i fell face first into mm. the the little mushroom sitting things and i skated over to my mom with like blood coming down and i was tough then i was like no we hadn't had cake yet wrap it up <laughs> we hadn't even opened presents. like a soldier coming home from war it's time for cake <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's a memorable birthday party uh, for sure, but it kind of takes over all the rest. Did your mom do, in terms of cakes, did you always have like a standard homemade cake or did you have decorative cakes? Uh, 
kind of depended. Uh, if we were doing something small with the family, it was probably going to be homemade. But if it was going to be a, a big get-together at like at the skating rink or something, she was probably going to go get a big sheet cake and get it decorated with whatever I was into at that time. That's where a lot of people, they either want like their grandma's strawberry cake or whatever it is, or they actually go all out and have like a decorative kind of cake. Someone mentioned Captain Caveman or Minions at my birthday party. My mom would have not made enough party favors. For, for all the minions. For all the minions. I just just couldn't um, imagine. That what be. I can't imagine is the people that can actually go through the minions and give you their names. It's like, I just see a bunch of little minions, but apparently there's like a hundred of them that have names. Barney. No, thank you. No. No. That was a little too saccharine. Lose his invitation, please. Oops, <laughs> we sent it to the wrong address. <laughs> Don't change your address. You got more coming up next with the boys from 3 to 6. Hey, thank you all for the birthday wishes. I wish I could reply all of them, but I can't. But thank you, thank you, thank you. And stick with us. You got more coming up next. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.